Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> Today's going to be hot, hot, hot. That type of thing. No, I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we really live in a... Like, I was just looking at the weather network here. Yeah. It, it, it's either freezing here or a, a two-day heat event. Yeah. Yeah, if anybody doesn't think there's something weird going on. Oh, I know. Not to dwell on the weather. We won't do that. Oh, but. no, no. We'll dwell on other things. <laughs> Which one of you would prefer to marry the network? <laughs> yeah, weather network. It's what another one of those things. In fact, I, I think my wife made that point again yesterday when I was ragging out about the gray skies and the blustery winds around here again. She said, Freddie boy, if that's your biggest problem, you're doing all right. Hot, hot. Yeah, today's well, the sense. official first day of summer, Dan Duran. I know. That we, that we, that solstice of it, right, right, yeah. Did you just have a stroke? naked. Did <laughs> <laughs> no. he just have... Did Kidney Boy just have a stroke? Um, yes. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's that bittersweet time where it's the first day of summer, but as of tomorrow, the days start getting shorter. <laughs> Yeah, you know, sometimes we're so like I was in a, I was in the buffet line yesterday of this event that I was hosting, and somebody said that they said, you know, tomorrow's the first day of summer. I said, yeah, but sadly the days become shorter until we all leave this planet. Well, we can rest on one day being statically this is the day, yeah. and then start worrying about the, uh, you know. Right, the death of summer. <laughs> That's right. Summer's about to start dying as of tomorrow. Hey, so, so, Howie, the buffet is back, eh? That's I like that because the buffet was one of the last things really to come back, even when restrictions were lifted. Like, I know my wife still wouldn't go to a buffet, yeah. but a lot of people were reluctant. It's good that the buffet is back. Although there was a big place here at Vaden and Kennedy in Brampton called Uncle Bob's Buffet. Yeah. Where you went in, it was just a huge, like, kitchen <laughs> slop yeah. everywhere, and yeah. you paid one price and ate like a pig. Yeah. He didn't survive. No. Because the buffet suffered. Well, th- this was a, um, not a restaurant buffet. This was a corporate event, and we'll talk about the Chambers plan, the Chamber of Commerce, uh, Chambers plan, and the Tanner Financial folks that I uh, was hosting their event last night. But mm-hmm. it was just as opposed to a sit-down, get-served dinner. Yes. Where the food was laid out, I guess, technically, in buffet style. The problem is, you know, I was pretty hungry last night, and I was with Brett Tanner, and I was trying, he he and I and his wife Sharon were in line, mm-hmm. and I was trying not to take too much onto my plate, and, but, <laughs> but I just, there was, everything was like, I, I liked everything, and by the time I got to the end, I was hoping that, I was trying to shield Brett from seeing how much I had on my fucking plate. <laughs> Why didn't you just do well, two I plates? I don't know. I don't know, a, Dan. How does a 62-year-old man <laughs> ha- hasn't caught on to the, you know, I'll just get a plate of what I really like and then I'll go back up and get some more of this that I like and uh, not having it all fall off the side of the plate. Is your problem that you don't want to be seen going up several times? Well, Is here, that the problem? Maybe. But, but, well, and also, maybe in my mind, I was thinking, oh, I better just get it all now. And then, because I, I had some, you know, hosting duties right after dinner. But I, but I was sort of hoping that Brett wouldn't, you know, see how much I had in my plate. Then I remembered I'm sitting right next to him. Yes. At dinner. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was a fantastic. It was my first time doing a corporate event. I've done some stand-up, obviously, but I haven't been in that corporate environment. And, and it was great. People were no masks and everyone was kind of mingling. There was maybe a hundred people in the room and everyone was enjoying themselves, shaking hands, hugging each other. Mm, people are nice. It it's was good it. to be back with people because people generally are nice. I, I said something to that effect at the very end, you know, after I'd done all the awards handing out and I was strapping up the evening, I just said, you know what? A, I said, just personally, it was great to be in a room full of people again. Mm-hmm. And I'm always said, this is the third or fourth time I've hosted this. And I said, I, and I, had spoken about their success. They've had an, an amazing couple of years. And I said, yeah, it was just kind of fun being back in a room full of folks. Did you go back for seconds then? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I went back for pie. Uh, <laughs> I did. I went back for some nice pie. Before we proceed, let me just tell you a little COVID story. I want to get your thoughts on it. Yes. How you would have reacted. Killed. So a Saturday morning, I go to get my hair cut. Okay, so you walk in and even though I wash my hair before I go, they still want to wash your hair and condition it or something, you know, because this haircut's worth over 50 bucks. Right? Oh, that's a, yeah, at least that much. They got to They got to wash your oh, hair and condition shit. it to justify the ticket. Right. Um, so I walk in and the guy says, Fred, I said, yeah. And he says, sit down, Fred. Uh, and I said, OK. And I put my head back and he goes, so how are you, Fred? And I said, not bad. The kid's wearing a mask. I said, how are you? And he goes, well, not bad. He said, you know, I'm just getting over my bout of COVID last week. And I said, oh, really? And he goes, yeah, five of us in here. Yeah, we got the COVID. He said, you know, it wasn't too bad. You know, some sniffles, sore throat. I felt lousy for a few days. But, you know, I'm okay now. And the thing is, he's right over me, you know, washing my hair. Yeah. He's had the mask on, speaking through the mask. But I just got this <laughs> spitting really, really weird feeling. And I'm thinking... I don't. I really didn't need to know that. So I was going to ask the guy who owns the place. So I know I was going to say, you know, is it a, maybe is it a good idea to have your young guy telling everybody that there was, you know, COVID ran through here last week while they're leaning over you mm-hmm. loudly asking you how you are through one of the cheap masks. Anyway, I left there just a bit weirded out because I'm thinking, oh, now am I going to get? Is this how I'm going to get COVID? By getting my hair cut. And some kid blasting into my face. <laughs> That's right. I was, wait, easy now. Not blast. <laughs> Whoa, now. What, what kind of... Oh, what, no wonder it's 50 bucks. <laughs> so some kid spitting COVID into your mouth, basically. Well, he, had, he had the mask Did on. Did you have a mask on? No. It was one of the... I, I was blindsided, man. And part of me was going to say, hey, do you have a mask here? Or right. I was going to say, is it a good idea for you to be that close to me if you had COVID last week? And when I get out, I Googled it a bit. And, uh, you know, once you're, you don't test positive, things seem to be all right. But anyway, I just walked out of there just really the whole experience i was just sort of weirded <laughs> yeah, out I, by I, I thought too. you know i'm the mr covid it's over let's get on with our lives but that moment it bothered me i say it did um although <laughs> although him blasting in your face would that be hot 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 <laughs> hot, hot, hot. Hot, hot. that's too hot mm-hmm. uh, i don't know man that's a tough position to be in i hope you didn't tip him well, I tip the guy. All right. Yeah. Well, that is uh, that could be upsetting. Uh, it, was, it, it wasn't. It wasn't upsetting. It was unsettling. Listen, I was in uh, on on Sunday coming back from Calgary, 
Uh, I got dropped off at the airport, so I sat in a Chili's and I watched the U.S. Open. <laughs> and the way the uh, chairs were or the tables were configured, I was in a ch- uh, table by myself next to another guy. <laughs> Both of us facing the bar and watching the television. And, you know, it's the same thing there. You have to, at the airport, you have to have your mask on <laughs> unless you're in a restaurant eating. And so I had my mask on when I sat down and I ordered. And then as soon as something, I had a, like a drink came, I started taking my mask off. The guy next to me is a bigger dude and he's coughing and sneezing all the way through the Chili's experience. Uh. And so I put my mask back on. Mm-hmm. In between the uh, food arriving, I had my mask on and I only took it off to eat. But mm-hmm. I, just, I just thought, okay, sneezy guy. <laughs> Yeah. Was he was he doing the proper sneeze into his elbow and stuff or no? Uh, uh, I don't I don't recall. I mean, I, he wasn't like throwing it out in the air. I don't know if he was did into his elbow or into a napkin, but but it's oh. still you know we're still that's we're sort of in that buffer period right now or whatever you want to call it where it's transition. I think we're completely yeah. over and but then this this stuff pops up. Um, and, you know, I couldn't wait to come home and tell Delise about this. And But as I'm walking in the front door, I'm thinking, what am I? Am I crazy? I'm not going to tell her this. Mm-hmm. Why would I tell her? You'd be bad. Why would I tell her there was just a man blasting in my face? Yeah. That's what why? you should tell her. Because she'd probably <laughs> like that better than the fact that you got COVID all, <laughs> all over you. Right. Like, Freddie. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm not going to tell her that now, because for the next couple of days now, she's going to be like keeping her distance and wondering whether oh, yeah. I've been infected. <laughs> That's right. That's uh, what's going to make her keep her distance. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that is an interesting story. More of the same on the show today. And now here's our uh, here's the show's uh, host. The beginning of the show. The beginning, beginning of the show's show. host. Here's Dan Duran. This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from Humble and Fred Studios in Toronto, Brampton, and from the lusty shores of Lovesickle Lake. And is brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Health Gauge, Relaxacare, and DraftKings. And now here are two men who wake up smiling with hope and love in their hearts. Then they snooze that and get up. It's Humble and Fred. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hot, hot, hot. Hot, hot. Darren Frost will bring some cool to the show. Help temper things. Uh, Dan Duran's news will be... uh, We're only doing two days this week, by the way. Uh, Tomorrow... Because normally we're on a three-day schedule, but tomorrow uh, starts uh, the beginning of four or five days of tournament golf for me. I'm going to uh, Port Colburn uh, tomorrow morning, then I'm heading uh, from there to Saugeen. I have no idea where that is. It's three and a half hours from here. Does that, do, you, have you, do you know where Saugeen is? No. Okay. Well, that's where I'm going. I, th- I think I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. I could look it up. Dan, look up where Saugeen Golf Course is, because that's where I'm heading tomorrow after Port Colburn, and then Thursday. That's where I'll be Thursday. I'm overnighting in Saugeen. So uh, why do you have to go to... Why do you have to go to Port Colburn and then Saugeen? Well, What's they're different it? tournaments. So tomorrow is a qualifier for a big tournament. Okay. They're all big tournaments. There are no big tournaments, coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow's a qualifier, and I tee off at 730 Mm-hmm. And when I'm done at uh, around noon, then I'll drive to Saugeen, stay overnight, 
play Thursday morning, come back. Friday is uh, an off day in my tournament schedule, and then Saturday, Sunday, I'm playing another tournament. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds exciting. See, that's that exciting. I don't have that in my life. Competition. Well, you, you, you've got other things, though. You're w- warding off uh, COVID from uh, <laughs> male you know, hairdressers. Dan, where's Sogeen? <laughs> Uh, it's a Port Elgin area. All right. That area. Uh, do we have a kidney update? How are you feeling, Dan? People have been asking oh. me. Oh, yeah, yes. Uh, fine. Totally fine. I've not had any kind of uh, follow-up pain or, you know, suggestion of anything going on. So I think really? It's, it's cleared well, good up. Good for you. Now, yeah. It's amazing. I've got Tana Jaime at 100%. So, yeah, that's good. And, and the show that you were supposed to be on... Last week, it went off without a hitch, and uh, other than... Yeah, they oh, mentioned good. that I wasn't available, and uh, a few people were, were sad. And then uh, <laughs> my replacement came in. Right, we know he was flamboyant. Job. You mentioned that yesterday yeah. for yeah. some reason. So, you're against type. Because you're anti, I, you're homophobic. Did anyone ask for a refund? <laughs> 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 no, but that's, you know, people go with the, you know, the assumption they're going to see the great Dan Duran on stage, and it doesn't happen. Yeah, you know, some prick might want his money back. No, I think they were all good with that. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's right. Someone might want their money back from a charity fundraiser. <laughs> <laughs> one guy right. in the show didn't do that's one right. number. Some guy didn't say "ouch." Yeah, but, <laughs> um, but you know, I'm I'm curious before we let you go, Dan, about this kidney thing. I don't know how to even ask this question, but considering how you never remember. Any significant dates, like, you know, when you were married, when your parents died, that type of thing. Will you remember, like in a couple of years from now, if we're talking about that time you passed a kidney stone, will you have any recollection that it happened in the year of our Lord, 2022? Uh, most likely, no. Okay. I mean, you know, next couple of years, I'll know that it was a couple of years ago. And then, you know, time passes, you know, time, time passages. passages. Time passages. <laughs> So it won't, it won't uh, register, but it will, ne- I mean, the pain and that whole, yes. the, the, the crystallization of the memory will remain with me until okay. the end of time. It's funny how this stuff comes up this very morning. I was uh, in the bathroom uh, preparing uh, myself for the day and I uh, <laughs> yeah. needed, some, no, I needed yeah. some, fa- I needed some of my face cream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I went in the cupboard below, and I saw a little attachment for the catheter that I wore during my uh, my terp issue and uh, my you know my terp procedure and my prostate issue. And immediately it came to mind. I thought, you know what? It's going to be four years in August since I had my terp. Hmm. That date just came just like that. I knew it was 2018, September 2018, without thinking twice about it. Yeah. And then this guy can never hold on to anything. Well, maybe he's the one. Maybe he's figured it out. You know, maybe Dan Duran. Maybe that. Maybe this is it. Maybe you're right. Dan Duran might have uh, transcended. You know, you and I are always uh, getting excited about the minutia of life. Dan Duran just mm-hmm. is swanning through on his way to whatever. He doesn't even know. He's like I'm set glowing. adrift. What's that, Dan? <laughs> I'm glowing. He is. He's, he's just swanning through and yeah. he has no worries. I will say this, though. Uh, my brother, Stephen, who I was with last weekend, obviously, for the David the surprise, other brother, David, 
he had the same thing as Dan, and he remembers exactly when it was. Like, it's an excruciating memory. Yeah. But uh, Dan well, I'll remember everything about it. I'll remember there'd be first thing in the morning, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 6.30 it all started, and all that. I just won't necessarily remember, you know, what date it was. You know, it was in the summer. You know, I know one thing. I know, well, yeah. I know one thing. We're never going to forget you, Dan. <laughs> Uh, Dan Duran's news in the next 45 minutes or so. Darren Frost will join us shortly. We've got lots to get through. We have some of your emails. That's why I mentioned we're only doing two days this week, because normally on the last day before the Humble and Fred weekend, we get to your emails, which we will. But first, let's get to a couple of uh, important messages from people that support this show. Help them help us help you. Like the retirement Sherba, Tim Niblett. He's a portfolio manager, Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Uh, Timmy will be bought. Oh, no. Timmy. Oh. Yeah, we better make sure that Tim knows that. He needs a makeup here, too, because we won't be here tomorrow. Yeah. We'll we, did you hear me? We, we just, yeah. Someone remind. I'll send Boone a note to remind Tim mm-hmm. right now. Anyway. Tim uh, Niblett, you can contact him at uh, retirementsherpa.ca if you have a portfolio, want somebody to have a second look at it. Tim's your guy. No obligation, no strings attached. He'll give you the straight goods. You'll either become his client or stick with who you got. He's that type of guy. He's just, uh, you know, he's a cool man. And he uh, he's licensed on both sides of the border. So anyone listening down there, uh, again, retirementsherpa.ca will connect you with Tim Niblett, the Retirement Sherpa. Uh, For some time now, we've been telling you about uh, ritual, and these are rituals, and I wish I would have been better informed, but I've been all, uh, you know, trained up now. Rituals, essentials for men, 18 plus multivitamins. You know, I've been talking about my issues with my stomach. And I went to Ritual's website. It's pretty interesting because it's not just about vitamins at Ritual.com. There's all kinds of products that support uh, gut health, you know, and that's something that as we age is, you know, becoming more and more important. And I've actually ordered some of these Ritual's Essentials, sorry, Ritual's Essential for men 18 plus multivitamins which were formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of men aged 18 plus it's formulated with uh, nutrients to help support brain health bone health blood health and provide antioxidants support uh, it's so easy to order. Just go and do this. Go to ritual.com slash H-U-M-B-L-E and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash H-U-M-B-L-E and get started on a, uh, a regime, if you will, a ritual to better health in all aspects of your day. All right. Uh, you know, we, <laughs> before we get to the emails, well, you know what? It's, it's like three days in a row now. We never asked him about his bathing suit. Oh, right. Well, that's, uh, that's timeless. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it may happen funny. again between now and then. That's so good. Um, what? I, I, by the way, I just, I'll mention this. I just got a text from Fred Ball. He says, I have COVID now from the F1 weekend, and it was at a buffet in a private box. Well, get, now we no, have to talk. Now we have uh, to talk to him. 
Yeah. Do you want to, or should we, should we? I mean, I feel bad for Freddie. He's got the COVID from uh, something he loves. I don't know. Does he know how to connect? Uh, I don't know, man. If he's in front of his uh, computer, I uh, I don't know. Maybe he's in bed. All right. Maybe he's in bed. Well, let's proceed. Text me. Well, Freddie Ball was going to come on yesterday, but we were late, and he went to the F one in uh, Montreal, and now we know uh, he got some COVID. Hmm. Yeah, that sucks. It does suck. And, and it's funny. I, it's, there's no, it's not officially over. I haven't looked oh, at no, COVID no. numbers in a couple months. No. And as Fred Ball and others have proved, like your hair salon, it's still hanging around. Well, sure it is. <clears throat> it will forever. <clears throat> and, you know, and, and the, the sad point, part of it is um you know as it dies down and it falls out of the news because i now even the the provincial government now they're only reporting once a week as as opposed to every day Mm -hmm. so it falls out of the news it getting you know your vaccines up to date may just sort of fall out of your mind you know it won't Mm -hmm. become a priority you won't have that urgency which isn't good for the fall or winter right when everybody's back inside so if they could still get that message out, just get your vaccines up to date. You're not going to get AIDS from uh, from from the vaccine. I'm sorry, you're not going to get AIDS. No, that's one of the conspiracy theory. Oh, things I didn't know Richard, that one. Richard Sirrett had it there. I told you about that. Yeah, he retweeted a thing. That the, uh, <laughs> he said, "Oh yeah, this is a, this is a, you know you want to talk about whack jobs." Holy yeah. shit! He said he's telling people you can get AIDS from the vaccine. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also that there's young people like millennials dying at, oh, the, yeah. at a horrific rate, right? From the vaccine, we're just not being told. Yeah. Well, we're you know there's so much going on that we don't know. That is funny that <laughs> that 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 bit. I, I'm not sure whose it is, but mm-hmm. you know we've been talking about it. The fact that you know only anti-vaxxers seem to know anyone that's died from the vaccine. It's almost like. Bad luck. Like, they have such horrible luck when it comes to the vaccine. No, but the, the thing is, a lot of them don't actually know people that die have died. They've heard about oh, yeah, that's right. people that have died from people they know that haven't died yet. <laughs> that's right. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I knew, I, knew, I knew the truth is out there, and he, and he would have it. Um, all right, let's get to, and you know what, we, we, we've made some decisions here about what we are and aren't going to read, but I think it's important to at least acknowledge uh, many of the people that have emailed us on several yes. different subjects. So let's get Hi started. Hi Humble and Fred Hi at HumbleandFredRadio.com. Uh, this is from our buddy Brian Reichert in uh, Georgetown. Hi, guys. Was listening to the last podcast, and uh, Chef Jordan talked about adding sauce slash marinade after cooking. I highly recommend that you do not use the marinade that was in contact with the raw meat. If there is any bacteria in the raw meat, it will transfer uh, to the to the marinade. Mm-hmm. I think I made that point. Yeah, and, and I, I but it's a good point to make, and, and maybe in mm-hmm. all the discussion we had, it kind of got lost. But I thought okay. we all understood that what you you take the marinade, set some aside. You don't yes. use the marinade that the pork was stewing in. No, no. Uh, suggest when you make up the marinade, you set some aside. That's what he just said. Okay, so yeah. Uh, 
no contact with the raw meat. We got it. Uh, Brian, thank you very much for that note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I will say this, though. I don't know. And, and, and let, let me start again. Let me ask this. Is it the same worry that you would have, obviously? Like, I would never think of doing that with chicken. But because it's pork, even though, is it less? I don't know. I, I just would say it would just play it safe and avoid everything that way. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Hi, guys. Uh, this next one Hi was guys. from Bob Fogle, who emailed us during the uh, weekend coverage of the U.S. Open. Wow, a hometown boy leading the U.S. Open after the first round. How cool is that, says Bob, and it was. Should be a fun weekend. Adam Hadwin is who he's talking about. And Adam Hadwin was born... In my hometown of Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. And uh, it was a big subject of conversation because I was with some Moose Jaw people, namely my family and, and our friend Dave Jukes. And uh, there was quite a lot of questions and do we, which, which one of the Hadwins was he? But he was born in Moose Jaw and then his parents moved to uh, BC, I think, when he was two or three years old. But in his bio, and even Mike Chirico, who I love, uh, said, uh, hometown of uh, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, on the broadcast, and I thought that was very cool. So thank you, Bob, for Hi, uh, pointing that out. Hi, Up next, Hi, this is our buddy Eddie Flynn, okay? Uh, great to hear the maritime Atlantic Canadian content in the opening segment yesterday. He says, I forget what day that was, actually. Uh, you might need to brush up on your geography a little more. Again, I'm not sure what he's referring to, but I guess we were trying to trying to figure out where certain places were in proximity to other places. I believe that was the issue. Uh, but it's good to know that you guys have been here and will come back. Hey, Freddie, if you head to Newfoundland, do play some golf. Twin Rivers at uh, Terra Nova East Coast is legendary, and Humber Valley Resort West Coast is a beauty, too. All right. Very good. Been listening to your podcast over the last few years. Was an avid listener back in your CFNY Edge days. Ended up being interviewed one morning. And I saw you guys at a job fair one morning. Uh, well, isn't that very nice? Very good. Yes, Eddie. Ed, Ed. You know, I want to comment on something that Ed said, and it's true about our, at least my own. I, I'm, I'm thinking you probably have a better handle on this than me. Mm-hmm. I don't really... Like, I know the eastern provinces, but I'm not 100% sure always where they configure. You know what I mean? Like, like I know where PEI is. I know that Newfoundland is separate, mm-hmm. New Brunswick and uh, Nova Scotia. But, you know, and, and I don't know that I can put them all together completely off the top of my head. I, I just admit that. You know, I'm very familiar with how the western part of the country works, and I've lived right. in five provinces. But right. I haven't spent much time out there. Uh, sadly, uh, the time I have spent has been amazing. But yeah, I think we're, I think East, I think a lot of Canadians are like that. They're not sure 100% where everything shakes out, you know, geography-wise. Yeah. I've done the drive uh, when I... Uh, when I did the drive, I stayed in Canada. You don't necessarily have to, right? Apparently, there's a shorter route through the northern states if you if you want to go to like Halifax. But I went through, uh, you know, through Quebec into New Brunswick, went to Fredericton, yeah. popped up into, uh, did the uh, PEI thing, and then the you know the Great uh, uh, Cape Breton Island, 
thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful out there. Listen, and, then, I've been, and then down into Nova Scotia. I didn't get to Halifax, but it's all clumped. The, the thing is, once you're there, everything's sort of close. Right? Well, I was going to say, but you have the advantage of having driven. I, the, the sever- I've been, I was out in, um, at Cro- and where was I? At uh, Cabot Lynx a couple of summers ago. But I've only ever flown to Charlottetown. I've flown to... You know, where uh, Nova Scotia last year, Halifax. Right. Um, anyway, uh, thank you very much for that. Here we go. This is from uh, Carlson Donahue. And I'll just say uh, we've had a lot of feedback about what's been going on in the community the last uh, week or two. Uh, we spoke quite a bit about this thing going on with our producer, Toronto Mike, and some other radio personalities. Um, and Carlson Donahue uh, responds like a lot of people did. We're not going to really get into it. There is one line here, though, I'd like to point out. He says, I'm a huge fan of your show. I love every minute. That seems excessive. I love every minute and have a deep affection for Dan Duran. Yes, the big weens man himself. And goes on to talk about uh, some of the other personalities involved and what he thinks about it and the unfairness and unfortunate nature of some of the stories and misconceptions and misperceptions uh only blah 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 here he's oh this he's commenting on our uh committee uh thing we did last thursday he said only howard and the great fred i believe could maybe bring a bipartisan resolution to this story um Anyway, I love you guys. I really hope you can all just be friends because after all, <laughs> he says, after all, wind can ruin a nice day. <laughs> and, and so it can. It we can. learned that over the weekend. Hi, guys. Um, anyway, we continue now. Uh, this is from uh, Greg Cherwitty. Uh, I guess that's how you say his last Chirwati? name. Cherwitty? I, I don't know. Or Cherwitty. Uh, He's from Hamilton, though. Recall discussion about having Dave Thomas on the show. I've heard interviews with Ian, who has great stories, too. Uh, came across this in the new local news and thought I would pass along with odd thought that they together might be great to have together on the show. Okay, you follow that? Yeah, I kind Even uh, as yesterday was Father's Day, mums are so special, he says. But anyway, it's an article about Ian and Dave Thomas uh, that maybe we could share on our Facebook page. We have had Ian Thomas on the show uh, more than once. Oh, many, many times. Always a great guest. And uh, Dave Thomas, Ian's brother. <clears throat> I always say Ian's less funny brother. Damn, Dave, uh, Ian's very, very funny. Oh, sure is. Uh, he did an interview with Toronto Mike, if you want to go check that out. It's, uh, you know, very extensive and, uh, and very good. All right. Hi, guys. Uh, uh, next couple, again, not to get back into this, but to say that May Mal uh, has was, uh, weighed in on a couple things, just saying, I think it was great that you stood up for Mike on your last show. That was Thursday. I hope you continue to do so, and I hope others do also. I'll continue. She wrote again. Um... Uh, without without getting too much into it, that there was a, a whole bunch of stuff on the weekend on Twitter um, with our uh, friend uh, Toronto Mike, um, you know, getting into it, sort of being attacked by Mike Bullard, the longtime stand-up comedian and television personality and, uh, of course, very famously involved in a case here with a, a television reporter 
and all kinds of trouble. And, and, and I know there's some listeners that have seen these, this exchange. And without getting too much into it, Fred and I have sort of taken the stance that, you know, for, first of all, you know, we love our, our man Toronto Mike and, and we, as you've heard, we're happy to stick up for him. In the case of uh, Mr. Buller, though, like he's, he was texting me all weekend. I, I really wasn't sure what was going on. I hadn't checked social media much. But if you've seen any of it, it's very sad, actually. Mm-hmm. It, it just sounds like somebody who's come. I think you, you, you're the one who said uh, he's un, he's come unhinged in, in the truest right. sense in the in the true and saddest sense of the word. Yeah, even this morning, it's uh, like he's just all over the place, and he's making all these tweets with uh, spelling errors and accusations and insults, <clears throat> insults now towards. Maureen Holloway and uh, and Wendy Mesley. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the the weirdest thing is he's yeah. got about seven or eight. This is Bullard, by the way. Seven or eight tweets about, mm-hmm. and, and he said some pretty mean things about Maureen Holloway and and mm-hmm. and uh, accusing them of stealing stuff from him. And, and it it really is more of it's hard to be mad at the guy. And I've known oh, Mike. Yeah. No. I've known Mike and his brother. I met them all around the same time I met Ben Mur- Ben Murgy in the middle eighties. So I've known this group of, of guys and, and and Bullard has always been good to us. He's always been a fan of ours. And as I said to him when I texted him, I said, Mike, I, I don't really know what's going on, but I do hope you find some peace. Because it seems like he's having trouble with that. Well, what he went through with the the lawsuits, uh, the Cynthia Mulligan stuff. Yeah. You know, apparently he pled guilty to a couple of things. He was innocent of other things. I don't know. We don't know. We didn't follow it closely enough. But it was enough for him. I mean, he, he was through hell and back. Whether deserve it or not, I don't know. I can't even make that comment. But through hell and back, and apparently lost a lot through it. And this is just sort of the byproduct or how it's manifest, that he's... He seems to be a broken man right now. And I, he'd be so better, much better off to just lay off the Twitter thing because he's laying it all out there for people to see. Like, he's even being insulted on his own Twitter feed by people going like, what's going on with you, buddy? And, you know, and again, I will say this. It was, again, all initiated by those two, like, to get back. Mike was accused of photoshopping uh, Fearless Fred of Q107's wife's head on a gangbang situation. Did not happen. Absolutely did not happen. And then Mike was accused of, you know, um, saying something about Fearless Fred having something to do with Marty Streak's death. Did not happen. Those things absolutely did not happen. But the story's sort of perpetuated by Dean Belendell on his uh, on his podcast, and that was sort of the that's what sort of got uh, Bullard to lose control over the weekend, defending Dean Belendell because Mike had tried to defend himself. It's just all so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and all from a couple of stories that just aren't true. So I think the best thing right now would be people to go, go, you know, just let Mike know that none of that is true. Settle down, get off Twitter and get some help, basically. Well, yeah, you summed it up. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want Boone to think, and we're going to have Boone on at the end of the show, and I really don't want to perpetuate this much more beyond this discussion, except that, you know, it's not like we're not defending Mike Boone in this particular case, because it was upsetting to mm-hmm. Boone. And and I, I didn't talk to him as much as you did this past weekend, but I did talk right. to Mike a little bit, and we spoke yesterday. I know Mike was upset, and I would be too, and I was upset for him. There was a lot of things mm-hmm. said, and, and after a week of having... You know, been bullied by the other guys. Now he gets attacked on social media by Bullard. Mm-hmm. I would just say, though, in the Bullard case, yes. that's that's a man you, you can't. It's it's hard not to take it personally. I certainly want to talk. But when you look at the stream of consciousness, the vitriol, the whatever right. it was. It's from such a place of, you know, you have to have a little empathy for Bullard. And I know Mike, oh, Mike, Mike, Mike may not want to hear that, but, you know, being a little bit down the road and also having suffered, you know, from all kinds of stuff, I feel some empathy for Mike because, and the, and the notes that Bullard has sent me have been nothing mm-hmm. but, you know, hi to you and Freddie. Like, he, 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 it's weird. Like, he's weirdly still affectionate of us. Um, and, and I defended Boone with Bullard. I kept saying, there's no way that happened. This is a guy, I said, this is our, not only our, I'll read it to you. I said, this is not only our producer, this is one of our good friends, our dear friends. And I can assure you, all these things you're saying, Bullard, are not true. Having said all that, I, again, I, we both have some empathy for the situation because this is clearly somebody that's not in their right mind. Now, Mike Bullard obviously thinks a lot of Dean Blundell, and that's great. They're good friends, and Dean could really play a part here in intervening and, you know, getting through to Mike, if no one else can, to get off Twitter, man. Like, well, get get some help. Stop tweeting now, because yeah. you know, in preparation of the show, I I think we both did the same thing. We looked at Bullard's Twitter feed this morning. Yeah. And again, I kept thinking of that word you used with me. Actually, I have your text where you said this man's unhinged or something. And I mm-hmm. keep thinking, if you read what he wrote about Maureen and Wendy Mesley, it's, it's just now he's got a new target. So I would say to Boone, and I'll say it to him when he gets on the show, you can't take anything the man has said now personally, because obviously it's like being yelled at by somebody that's going through some very difficult personal times. And again, those uh, stories about Mike that were perpetuated by Dean, unfortunately, that's just unfair. Like, that's your character. Here's the, here's the thing. And Mike would be the first to say that. And I think any of us that are in the media, you have to have a thick skin when it comes to performance. If people want to critique your performance, hey, you're fair game. You're out there. You know? And Mike has said that many times. If you think I suck, my voice is no good, I do a shitty interview, that's fine. Go crazy on that. But when you're accused of certain things that are embarrassing, Mm -hmm. it's a whole different story. And it's just sad that those stories have life when they're not true. And that could be fixed today. But for some reason, the powers that be... The ones that perpetrated it don't want to address that issue. They just want to crush Mike for whatever reason. It's sad. Um, Okay, well, Darren Frost is going to stand by here. We're going to get Darren on in a few minutes. I just want to finish off these uh, emails, even just by way of saying to the people that, uh, you know, took the time to uh, send us a note, which we always appreciate. Hi, guys. Uh, 
right. How about you do, uh, I'll do this one from Eric. Uh, hi, Humble and Fred. Just listen to last week's show. Now, Eric, by the way, Magditch. Uh, is a, a long, long-time supporter of this program, and we always uh, enjoy hearing from him. He said, Fred, would you mind sharing your Mississauga Hanger Steak place? I'm always looking for good meat options. Fred, I I think you were talking about getting a Hanger Steak, or like buying one? Uh, yes, Hanger Steak. It's uh, very delicious. It's a place in Mississauga. I'll, I'll, send, um, I'll send Eric a, uh, a note about that. <laughs> Uh, and then he says, uh, I'm just reading this. Uh, Humble, why is Dean Blundell, Dean Blundell such a dick? Uh, aren't you the one that recommended him to take over when you guys left at the edge? No, I am not. No. That wasn't us. Uh, seems he should owe you a debt of gratitude. He doesn't. No. I will say this, though. You know, in 2018, Dean and I had quite a bit of back and forth. And uh, we had some great... I'm just going to say that the truth is we had some great conversations. Kind of both buried the hatchet of some bad feelings that had gone on between us. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I went back and looked at some of that exchange, and it was very pleasant. And that's why when I reached out to him last week or the week before, whenever this all went down, I, I got a response. And I said, hey, we should talk and, and never have. Um, I'd still, I st- would still have a conversation with him to basically clear up what we've yeah. just explained. It would, ni- it would just be nice to have him hear my voice say, this didn't happen. Mm-hmm. The guy that you're talking about isn't who you think he is. He's a, gr- he's a good guy. In fact, I sent, I sent mm-hmm. Dean a note saying the same thing. This is a friend of ours. He's not just some guy that works on the show. He produces the show. And you got the wrong guy. He's not that guy. Anyway... This is a lot like, uh, you know, the Fox News concept. You buy into something and then you try to figure out how to get out of it. And you can't. And that's by ignoring those two stories that are untrue and attacking Mike for other things. Yeah. Again, it just isn't fair because they aren't true. And I know, we know, that sometimes when you make a mistake, this is mistaken identity. Whoever that person was that did that to Fred, uh, Fearless Fred, we don't know who that is, but it wasn't Mike. Once you sort of make that commitment and then realize you've made a mistake, it's tough to admit it. It's tough to, to, to walk, to walk it, it back, yeah. but it's just you should. Yeah. And just, and just you, do it. it. And, you know, again, it's we understand the kind of show they do. It's, you know, not dissimilar to ours. We like to be provocative and big personalities and such. But sometimes you just have to go, well, recently this happened. It turned out not to be true. And, and I think. And I would say this to Dean. I think you would look good if you did yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I think it would look sure. good on you. Mm-hmm. You know, just the same way that during the Derringer thing, you know, mm-hmm. there were several people, not me, but I saw several people say to Dean, maybe you should sit this one out. Hi, guys. Uh, anyway, Hi finally, guys. this comes to us from Christine Camerand, who is also such a wonderful supporter of this program. Uh, hi guys, love your show. This hi is a fourth. Guys. Sorry, <laughs> this is a fourth hand funny, but I think everyone needs to hear it. I was listening to David Sedaris. Is that how you say, yep. say his name? Yep. On Conan O'Brien's podcast, and he said a woman uh, had told him that the Jewish people in Alaska call themselves the Frozen Chosen. <laughs> Stay cool. <laughs> oh, the Jews. Not Jews. Not Jews. Humble and Fred at humbleandfredradio.com. And now, speaking of hot, 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 
Uh, before we introduce our guest who is uh, making his uh, unprecedented... I have no idea how many times he's been on the show, but it never gets old for me. We'll introduce uh, Darren Frost in a second, but you know who he is, Fred. He's our Gig Sky guest of the day. Yeah, I thought you were Gig Sky. No, today. you're Brother. Gig Sky, buddy. Oh, okay. Well, let me just get her up here. Let me get her up. Let me get her up. You're Gig Sky today. I'm others. Hot, 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 hot. Hey, man, you deserve peace of mind when you travel. Yes, you do. So surf like a local with the tap of a button. GigSky offers a 100% data plan. Oh, yeah, maps, Uber, Instagram, WhatsApp, all that stuff you need when you're away. Need a hotel, rental car, or looking for things to do while traveling? GigSky Travel Rewards offer up to 50% cash back in over 850,000 hotels globally. Yeah, rental cars, uh, theme parks, it's all there. Discounts through GigSky. Fantastic. Download the GigSky app today. Enter code HF2022 uh, for $5 off your first plan or visit GigSky.com for more information. That uh, pleasant little uh, summertime music. You know, that might be fine to introduce some guests, but not this one. (laughs) For many years, he's been the voice of, (laughs) I don't know, Discord. Sure. Telling the truth from coast to coast, and now he's bringing his uh, amazing show, Rank in Vile, back to uh, Toronto for the first time in some time. Last week, we spoke to, I never know who's vile or who's rank, but we spoke to one half of this duo, Kenny Robinson, and today we welcome back for his 300th appearance. Yes. It's Darren Frost, everybody. There we go. And now from his closet in Barrie, Ontario. Yeah, baby. Are you doing voiceover in there? Do you do? Is yes. it, yeah, that's yes, right. That's why I have like this big speaker and this big mic system. I have multiple mics. Yeah, of course. It's fantastic. Gotta pay that man. rent. You know, it's interesting too. And this is we'll, we'll get to the comedy in a second. But you know what? Sure. The, the pandemic has been good for some things for instance yes. i would say like i had this conversation last night at this corporate event i was hosting and we were talking about how the pandemic affected our show and i said the best thing about it was it taught fred and i that we could do our show remotely right and i think it extended our our our, our togetherness because there was just at some point fred would get sick of driving here from brampton I would say the same thing for guys like you that do cartoons and voiceovers. You could move to Barry, which you did, I think, before the pandemic. Yes, just, just about, a, about six months before. And yet continue to do your job, part of your job, the voiceover part, easily. Yes. Because yes. it wasn't just you doing it now remotely. Everyone was. Yes. Like, what happened? Like, I don't want to, you know, first world problems. People have to work eight or nine hours a day. So I'm not, I don't want to sound like a complainer, but my old day was if I had an audition, that's not even a job, just an audition. Mm-hmm. I'd have to drive from Barrie. That would take an hour and a half to two hours during rush hour. I'd park my car for an hour. I'd go in for 30 seconds after waiting an hour in there with the cattle call, do my 30 second audition, get back in my car, drive an hour and a half back home. So I'm talking five to six hours every single day if I had an audition. That's not even a job. And, you know, the cost of that, especially gas is now. Now I walk into my closet, I close Mm -hmm. my door, and a minute later I'm done. No, it's fantastic. It is fantastic. And and to be clear, there were lots of voiceover 
people doing remote remote yes. sessions. Yes. But I think what the pandemic did for all of us, including guys like you and Dan and other people that do voiceovers, is that it made it so common that everyone was doing it. Even like I get the odd audition and I do it here in the studio. But yeah. the fact that Freddie and I could have you on the show. Think about it. You know, if you were in Barry. And you wanted to promote this show that I'm happy to be part of. You sure. would have to drive all the way down here for your 15 yeah. or 20 minutes. Yeah. Where it's, and what it did for us too, Freddie, is that I was explaining this to somebody last night. It just opened the world to us for guests. Because, yeah. you know, we can oh, 100%. have... 100%. And I could even do this. Hey, Darren, you want to comment on this thing in the news? You could just go, yeah, I'll be on in a second. Mm-hmm. Right. As opposed right. to, you know, get you on the phone or have you, you know, drive here. Yeah, well, and I mean, you know, I used to have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning when I do your shows because I'd have to get up, get ready, drive in, and make sure I'm there for 7.30, even though I was on for 8.15 because yep. I wanted to pre-listen and know what's going on, um, and I don't have to do that anymore. And yeah, for things like this and, and if getting even bigger celebrities, they just have to go in their room and put a mic on. Well, they don't have to travel anything. And that's the thing. It's so universal now because COVID affected everyone. Everyone is aware of this yeah. concept now. So the idea that we would ever have people back to Islington and Queensway at 8 o'clock in the morning live is just... The first response from people will be, can't I Zoom it? Yeah. And that's where yeah. we're at. You know, I, looking at your bio here, I forgot you were the, the Cash for Life fairy. Yes, I was. How long ago was that? Probably uh, 19, 20 years ago. <laughs> I've been a mascot many times. I was the Listerine bottle. I was the Bell Dime. Right. I was the Cash for Life Fairy. And my motto used to be, if you have a suit, I'll jump in it for money. Just make sure you Febreze it for the next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been a while since well, you've been on the show so many times. Just, I was trying to figure out how many, but uh, it's been a while. And it was great having Kenny on last week talking about all kinds of stuff in the world and, of course, comedy. Uh, Rank and Vile is coming to uh, town June 25th at Kitchener. July 8th. July 8th. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm just giving you the Kitchener date. Oh, sorry. Uh, The first date you can go see the guys uh, at Rusty Nail Comedy Club. Yes. July 8th is the show you asked me to be part of. Now, am I still hosting? You can do whatever you want. If you want to host or just do a set, you can do whatever you want. Uh, Let me me think about it. But, I mean, when you say you want me to do like 10 minutes? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll do that. I mean, here's the thing. You know, you'll laugh at this, but at 62 now, I'd love to host the show. But, I mean, I don't want to stay for the whole night. No, that's why I said I'd give you the option. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about it. uh, Because there's lots of other people. There's Dave Martin, great host. Shannon Laverty, awesome host. I could come up and do eight or ten minutes of nonsense and then be done with it. The, the, The venue is the rec room in Toronto on July 8th. And I'm going to tell you. This is going to be one of those shows you won't want to miss. Tell me about the rec room. Where is it? What kind of venue is it? It's like um, it's down near Sky Dome. I call it Sky Dome. Yeah. Um, but it's in that in that area. It's pretty much across the street near the Steam Whistle Brewery. And uh, it's it's like one of those places that has on one side of the venue, it's got like the kind of arcade stuff and a restaurant. And then the other side has a dedicated venue for live entertainment. So it's got a nice room, nice sight lines, nice sound. That's all we care about in comedy. We don't care what any bells and whistles. It's give me a good light, give me a good sound, and everyone can see me. And so that's what's great about it. And, you know, Toronto's got so many venues that, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to find those things, and this place has it. And and Kenny properly complimented you. Uh, He said something like, you know, Frost is one of the great promoters. And I'm like, I couldn't agree more. Like, you've taken this 
you know, you, you know, you could just have had a whole career where you waited for other people to book you, but I always admire the fact that you took this under, you know, sort of your own volition to 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 book these shows and you guys have been doing shows, you know, for years now, but this latest tour like all across the country. Yeah, I mean, we started uh, right at the be you know, when the pandemic was starting to get a little better, we went to the East Coast. We had sold out shows. The East Coast is crazy for comedy. It's still uh, the best area of the country for stand-up. They love live entertainment. We sold out so many places. Then we went to the West Coast, sold out a few places. A little bit of a bumpier ride because out West, COVID was a little um, harder. And uh, now we're returning back to Ontario. And we just did uh, some shows, sold out shows in Thunder Bay. I don't mean to brag. All the big towns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't miss uh, anywhere. No, no. We even did a town called Marathon, which is at a population of 2,000. And let me tell you, their Tinder was small, a very small Tinder base for a marathon. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, we've been having a lot of success. I'm not going to lie. It takes a lot of work. Yeah. That's the difference between now and, say, 20 years ago. Yes, we have the power of the Internet, but there's just so much going on. It takes a lot of work. So when you're like uh, Thunder Bay, are you noticing uh – any change in sensibilities as far as what you can say or what you shouldn't say is your writing style changed are you overthinking what you might or might not be able to say given you know where we're at with the woke society and people being offended and well the great thing about running your own shows is Mm. i don't care if someone gets upset if i've branded it the right way People should know that it's an adult comedy show for adults. And if you think it's just Seinfeld with F-bombs, you haven't done the research, I'm sorry, I'm keeping your money, there's the door. I, mm-hmm. I, there's no other way I can think of it. <laughs> Seinfeld with F-bombs is funny, well, too. No, right. It, yeah. But people think that. Oh, it's yeah. dirty comedy, ha, 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 you know. And it's more yeah. than that. And I've tried to be honest with everyone, and I even tell people on the way in, this is the poster, this is what it is. And if you get upset, it's like I say, don't go to the haunted house and complain that the bad man scared you. You know what it is? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, it, it isn't, I, I think we've, I can't remember, but I'm, I'm pretty sure we've talked to you. I feel like we have since the incident with Chris Rock and Will Smith. Yes, yes. But I remember as soon as that happened, you were one of the first people I thought of. Sure. Because I'm Cause like. I've been, I've been attacked. I've <laughs> exactly. had Exactly. I've had it all. Like Chris Rock I had gets kids. Yeah, I was going to say Chris Rock gets slapped, and that, that, that cliche is, and Darren Frost says, "Hold my beer." I've got a story for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, just rem- I'm going. I was going to say, just remind folks of the number of times you've been attacked, and people have thrown shit at you. Okay, so I've been uh, something thrown at me twice: once at the Rivoli and once in a comedy club in London, Ontario. I've been heckled, you know, many, many times, mercilessly. I've had uh, been almost jumped on two or three co- occasions. I've had death threats. Uh, yeah, this is all before I had kids, and I was like, "Yeah, come on, let's go out, let's go in style." Yeah, <laughs> I'll, right. I'll die a martyr of comedy. Now I got kids. I got a, three people to worry about. I can't be like that anymore. I can't go to jail for eighteen years. Yeah, you're all <laughs> growing up on Murdoch mysteries and shit mm-hmm. now. Yeah, now, <laughs> woo, come on, it's all the cartoon voices. I'm happy, Darren. But Darren, given that history, because I know even on this show, you can't help certain things will come up, and you'll think, "Boy." Two, three, four years ago, I would have said that. Should Maybe should I say that? I mean, it all goes through your mind quickly because of just where we're at. Has your, do you think, do those thoughts go through your head at all when you're writing now? Or is it, do you still maintain, screw it, I'm saying it, I don't care, that's it? 
No, I don't. And I, I do want to make sure I make a very good point here, uh, at least try mm-hmm. to. I think there should be freedom of speech, but there should not be freedom of consequence. And I think that many comics sometimes get hung up on that and they mm-hmm. think, oh, it's the art of comedy and you're not – it doesn't matter about their audience. Look, I'll, I'll be honest. There's sometimes I don't care about the audience because I've tried to please them and give them something that I, I respect and they want. And if they're not giving me respect back, then it becomes screw them. But before that, in my writing, I write everything the way I write it, and then I decide whether I think it should be done or not. Mm-hmm. And okay. I think that's a step that's very, very important in any kind of entertainment, especially mm-hmm. stand-up comedy, because it's easy to just be like, it's just a joke. And I do believe that, and I'll fight for the freedom of a comic to do that. But that doesn't mean every joke should be told. And I think there's a big difference. Well, well, and, and what? Yeah, very well said, especially the part about, you know, there's freedom of thought and expression, but there's not freedom yes. of consequence. Yes. And I'll say comma, which makes me think of, you know, one of my favorite comedians, Dave Chappelle. And sure. this fight that he's fighting in the in the world of transgendered human beings and yeah i think a lot of the stuff he says is really really funny i respect the writing and obviously he's the one of the goats but that being said i just wonder why he keeps doubling and tripling down right and and then making then the bit becomes why am i getting consequences well you are because there are as you say consequences attached to expression Yes, I will fight for his right to do it, but he can't expect to not get blowback. That's that's my main point. I've had blowback. I've been fired. I've lost more money than I've made in this business due to the comedy that I do. But I'm not going to sit there and complain about it too much because I chose to do that material. Yeah. I had to look back at some of my old stuff, and I'm not proud of some of my old stuff. But that's a 21-year-old or a 25-year-old person. Exactly. It's not the 51-year-old I am now. And if people want to die on certain hills, that's up to them. I'm not willing to die on those hills. Okay, hang on. Darren Frost is going to continue. Continue with us, but just like this were a uh, an NHL playoff game, we've got to talk about some of the amazing work being done by DraftKings. It's on Ontario DraftKings Sportsbook. One of America's top-rated sportsbooks has arrived. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports from MMA to hockey to playoff hoops when they're on and so much more you bet special parlays spreads money lines do it now from anywhere in the province join the action download the app and explore everything DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer you can check out their impressive features including same same game parlays select a game and combine multiple bets like which team will win goals scores and more for a shot to win big DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want to. I have to be 19 plus, physically present in Ontario. Eligibility restrictions apply. See sportsbook.draftkings.com for details. If you have a gambling problem, call Connex Ontario, 1-866-531-2600. Please play responsibly, Fred. Hey, uh, group insurance and employee benefits enjoyed by 30,000 Canadian businesses, small businesses. That's your Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. Get a free quote today. Go to uh, chamberplan.ca. It's all there. All the information you need on how you can be part of this as a small business. It is affordable. All these small businesses get together, sort of have the profile of a large business. So 
you know, it's affordable. And they've done a great job of keeping the uh, premiums down over the past few years. It's all there to be seen. Proof is in the pudding. Uh, there's all sorts of uh, testimonials there at chamberplan.ca. You can see how other businesses uh, have come through this and enjoy it and what it's meant uh, to their uh, their employees. It's the Chamber Plan, chamberplan.ca. I, I'm just smiling. A couple of weeks ago, I was just, uh, you know, you get these notions and think, oh, I wonder if that would be a joke. And, and I don't really, you know, I'm certainly not a controversial comedian. Uh, although every once in a while, you know, e- even a, you know, middle of the road guy likes me, like me, writes a joke. And I'm like, where could I do that joke? I'm like, oh, shit, July 8th. But right. I did. I thought of that. I thought, oh, I know where I could do that. I'll do that on the Rank and Vile show, um, which I'm every really comic. Every comic has stuff like there was a nasty show in Halifax at the comedy festival at the one time. And they had Irwin Barker on uh, on it. And if anybody knows Irwin Barker, uh, he's now passed away. But he was like one of the most cleanest corporate comics in mm-hmm. the country. Yeah. And amazing. And just because he writes clean corporate comedy doesn't mean he's got some thoughts that are like, well, I can't do this at the IBM. Truck, <laughs> That's right. I can do it on July 8th. That's what I thought. I actually, I had two thoughts. One, I, I thought the joke was good, and I thought, who can I... I wasn't sure who I could call to run it by. I should have yep. called you. You should have, yeah. I, and, and, then I, and then my second thought was, oh, shit, I'll do that on the uh, Frost Show. Uh, July 8th, where do people get tickets, Darren? You can go to rankn, the letter N, vile.com under tour dates, and there's a link, or it's on Eventbrite, or it's on the Rec Room website. So, And uh, right now, just for your listeners, I'm not sure if Kenny said this. I think he did. Up until this Friday coming, there's a special Humble and Fred ticket. So tickets are normally $20. It's $15 just for your listeners. Wow. Well, and you know what? A lot of people have asked me, hey, when can I come and see you? Yeah. Uh, over the last couple of years since I've been doing shows again. And sometimes I'll put up on Instagram just before I go on stage. Invariably, sure. I'll get somebody to say, hey, I wish I would have known. So if you've wanted to see me do my little bits, haha, old sure. grandpa, grandpa's doing stand up again, along with uh, two really, really uh, fine openers, Dave Martin and Shannon, and of course, uh, Rankin Vile. How does it work on the show, by the way? Like, it's a long show of you and Kenny do headlining sets. So. Yep. Um, the three of us will do a few minutes each, and then you guys, yes. who headlines or who goes on first? How does that work? So it's all based on two things. One is Kenny's energy, because he's 65, I'm 51. Yeah. And secondly, the makeup of the audience. If it skews younger, then I'll close. If it skews a little bit more older, and I mean older like 40 plus, I don't mean like 60, 70. But, you know, at a certain demographic, they're going to probably relate to Kenny's stuff more than mine. So there's no ego involved. It's what's best for the show. And, you know, we don't ever overlap on anything. Even though we talk about current events and certain things, we don't overlap, so it doesn't matter. It's not like all of a sudden my bit about COVID isn't going to work as well as because mm-hmm. Kenny just did it. How many minutes? Because, uh, again, you Roughly guys... Roughly 40 to 45 each. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we bang I'm... it out. We just banged it out in Thunder Bay. Yeah, well, I'll definitely not MC that show. It's too late for Grandpa. That's too late for <laughs> It's you. too late for me, dude. <laughs> too late for you. Oh, man. That's all. It's funny because when I put in, uh, sometimes when I put in for a set at Yuck Yucks and I'll say, uh, you know, I'm available. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. I'll say I'm available Friday, uh, Saturday, first show. Uh, if you yes. want me, I'll say this. If you want me to MC, can you get somebody else to do the late show Saturday? Because <laughs> that's when Daddy goes to bed. Um, Howard, you should talk them into matinees. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, well, listen, as Darren knows. They should. There should be matinees. They do it in New York, and it's very successful. Is it really? Yeah, they do it at the Comedy Cellar. It's sold out every time. And, and wow. what time do they start? 
It's like a two o'clock matinee. It's like it's amazing. I went and saw a show, and there's two Canadians on it. They were best on the best guys on it. Nathan McIntosh and uh, Phil Hanley. Uh, it was Nathan a great McIntosh show. Is, Nathan McIntosh is super funny. Killer. Oh my god. Well, there you go. I was kidding, and uh, it can be reality. All right. And you know what the thing is in America? It's always I hate to say it is always better for certain things. Like to be a controversial comedian in America, they embrace it. In Canada, they run from it. They're scared of it. They're yeah. worried about it. You're going to come on and you know talk about sacrificing animals or whatever you know canada still is a very scared nation for comedy this kind of comedy yeah name me any american big comic they're mostly dirty comics all the big guys bill burr well they're all you know jim jeffries they're all playing three thousand seat theaters and Mm -hmm. kenny's just as good as them and he's not because the the media in this country and and other things the business just does not embrace it no, well, that's where, yeah. you know, if I may, that's where we're at now. It's like, even if something is just flat out funny, you know, you talk about the media. Yeah. Are they writing from a standpoint? I think that's funny, but I better say that I don't think it's funny given the current atmosphere. Like it, we're we're such we're in such a mess right now that way. I think they're more like if there's two people to shine a light on, this is Canada. There can only okay. be four celebrities in this country. That's it. That's, that's right. all they okay. can handle. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they go, do I want to shine a light on someone like Brent Butt, who is hilarious? I'm just using mm-hmm. him as an example that everyone Jerry knows. Jerry D, comic. very, very good. Jerry D, all great comics, you know. Or do I want to shine a light on Kenny and there might be a bit of controversy? And that's that's where we're sitting in this country. Mm-hmm. Whereas in America, yeah. they don't do it like that. They're yeah. like, what? That's, that's the guy causing some crazy? Let's, let's put a little light on that. Well, I, 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 I agree. And uh, the thing is, you know, the, and we're at, I'm just going to wrap up by saying, you know, sometimes to Fred's point, something is funny or it's not. And sometimes right. mm-hmm. it's funny and offensive to people. Mm-hmm. But part of what makes something funny is the fact that there's some tension around it. I told Fred the story that my brothers yes. and I were together on the weekend and I reminded them that some of the biggest laughs I ever had in my life was when we were around our kitchen table and it was a very tense environment in the Glassman family home and one of those guys would say something to me, you know, in that kind of inappropriate way. That's the funniest shit we all laugh at. Mm-hmm. So, right. But for some reason, if it's offending a group who might also find it funny, it's no longer... You know, part of the conversation, but July eighth it will be. Yes, that's right. I'm going to get raw with my eight Ooh. to ten, <laughs> and then go lie down. I'm going to bring the heat, and then I'm going to have to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Listen, man, I can't. I'm really looking forward to it. I'll, I'll uh, give you a shout the next week or so we can t- discuss Perfect. the details. Darren Frost, okay. rank and vile. And by the way, uh, looking forward to uh, hearing Darren and Kenny on uh, Toronto Mike as well. An in-depth yes. uh, deep dive. Uh, yes. Tickets available once again. Where are they? At the rank and the letter N, Vile, rankandvile.com under tour dates or Eventbrite. Listen, man, always a pleasure to catch up with you. You look great. Thanks, guys. All right, A lot man. of fun. Take care. As okay. always. There he is. Hey, Darren. You're a good man. He is a good man. Yeah. Uh, he was not only the Cash for Life fairy, but you forgot to mention he was the Listerine Action Hero Bottle. Mm-hmm. His kids are about to be so goddamn proud. <laughs> no, he's shaking his head. No, all right. Take care, Darren. There he goes. Uh, where are we at here? We've done uh, DraftKings. Uh, da, da, da. I want to tell you about my uh, massage chair, if I can. All right. I got a couple of texts last. You know, I last couple of days, people asking me about it. And all I can tell you is, it is. Uh, it's one of those things where you know. I know some guy, 
always wanted a hot tub and other people, you know, uh, maybe they wanted a, an e-bike. It's in that same, um, you know, category. Maybe not something that, you know, it's one of those things that, it's not cheap, but it isn't, it isn't expensive when you consider the benefits of it. And I can tell you, the last month and a half that I've had this thing, just unbelievable. You know, and, and again, I keep people keep asking, is the novelty worn off? Not at all. Go check it out at relaxacare.ca, and everything there is in-house. Uh, sales, administration, delivery, tech work. You can visit them in person or order online and check out. It's it's not just chairs. It's everything in the wellness industry you can imagine. There's fitness stuff. There's uh, smaller items. There's all kinds of uh, you know um, uh, variety and choice. If you want to go check it out in person, uh, find out. They're just over here in Burlington. Relaxacare.ca. All right, Frederick. Yeah, whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker or casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment. From their industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook, and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and racebook, they've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. That's Bodog. Hey, how do you like that last night on the heels of a 7-0 loss to the Colorado Avalanche? Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning Storm back last night. I believe they won 6-2 in Game 3, so the series sits at 2-1 Colorado. You know, it just shows you, you know, sports is a funny thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, tomorrow night's game, Game 4, is another toss-up. So uh, go to Bulldog to enjoy playing that game. Dan Duran is back. Dan, um, I-, I keep forgetting to ask you about About your backwards, uh, you had your uh, bathing suit on backwards, right? Yeah, right. Just what he wants to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, funny. so here it is. All right, so it's, a, it's a new. It's a new bathing suit. <laughs> that was new. It was brand new. First oh, okay. time I wore it mm-hmm. out of the package, and uh, I I purchased it because you know we've had this discussion before how Fred uh, you know likes a certain kind of netting around his uh, boys yeah yeah and uh, I thought that this was one of those so anyway mm. now we were we were working on a dock it was all about you know getting the job done and uh, I had uh, you know work jeans on so because I didn't want to get my knees all scuffed up and it was time mm. to go in the water I just threw the, the the things on I wasn't thinking about it it just didn't occur to me to you know even worry about it and then at one point halfway through Fred pointed out that I was wearing them backwards. I believe it was Darren. Oh, was it Darren? Okay, well, you're mm-hmm. both uh, equally. Hey, in listen, the spring, the, he was, he was, he was um, bewildered because the the bow was tied, and he was just wondering how you put them on backwards and have the bow tied on the pull string, like the string at the yeah, yeah, right, right, so right. pre-tied. I didn't tie. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Well, the, obviously, because it would have you would have noticed that you know if you're tying it behind your back, that <laughs> right. something. Yeah. A skew. He's not insane. Um, <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's not doing like that's this. What it is. He's not going. Uh, I'm going to put this shit on backwards. <laughs> uh, I can't see in the mirror, Dan. Listen, I, in in your defense, I I said to Fred when we were talking about this. I said, you know, I, I can't really say much because I had a shirt on inside out several times this winter, and I didn't even notice it. I spent the whole day. So it wasn't a laundry choice. 
It was like, uh, okay, I'll wear this inside out. And it looked I, I didn't realize it was inside out. Oh, I just put it on, and the way the buttons looked, it looked like it was properly. And then halfway through the day, I remember Rachel saying, you know, your shirt's on inside out. And I'm like, I did not know that. I did yeah. not know that. But, See, the thing with a bathing suit, it's, uh, you know, it's it's expandable and stretchy. And, you know, oh, yeah. and, and it was just, uh, it was not specific, you know, it, was in a, it didn't have a cupping zone, so mm. it didn't feel weird. Now, if I wore pants backwards, then you guys should really, you know, have a discussion with me. But I noticed when you were kneeling down working on the dock, you had, and before I noticed or Darren noticed that the shorts were on backwards, the bathing suit was on backwards, I noticed you had excessive sort of plumber's butt. Your crack was showing excessively, and I thought that's odd because usually that's guys with a big gut that have that. Hmm. But even though, you know, it's just a bathing suit, you know, on backwards, they just they just ride differently. And yeah. that was my, my first observation. Like, why is this guy's crack showing so much? But that was why, because they were on backwards. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Dan, listen, we're not it's not I want you to understand I, I share your pain. You're not unique. We get older. These things slip through. The, they slip through the cracks, so to speak. Um, let's get like, to yeah. yeah. Every so often, I accidentally wear Delisa's underwear. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not until she says, "Why are you wearing my underwear?" that I go, "Oh shit! Look at that!" Yeah, I got to stop that. sharing the same drawer. Every so often. Mm-hmm. All right, Dandran. Here's to a felony. The quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and credentials he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Danderan, the anchorman's here He's falling off his chair But he's got a big wang So he don't care And his voice is Danderan My voice is nice and low And Danderan's news brought to you by HealthGage HealthGage.com is where you go to get the Phoenix And have it rise your health overall In every aspect of your life You can also keep track of your calories and steps I mean, it does all those things HealthGage.com is where you do it Dan Duran's News is also going to help you get 15% off at checkout. HumbleFredHG is the promo code. HealthGage.com. Use the promo code HumbleFredHG. And now here with his news uh, on the heels of recovering from an excruciating kidney stone attack. He's back. Here's Dan Duran. On the way to the dystopian world that America, America is heading toward, former Missouri Governor Eric Gretens released a U.S. Senate campaign video saying he would hunt members of the Republican Party who he considered not, conservat- not conservative enough. I'm Eric Gretens, Navy SEAL, and today we're going rhino hunting. Mm-hmm. The rhino feeds on corruption and is marked by the stripes of cowardice. Join the MAGA crew, get a rhino hunting permit. There's no bagging limit, no tagging limit, and it doesn't expire until we save our country. Mm. Yeah, well, they're good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's the state of campaign videos in the yeah, states. Yeah, you know, what, there's a, I don't know if there's a, uh, an actual word that covers this, but there's almost no shame anymore in that, in that section of society there. Like, there's no, like, the week after all those sweet kids had their faces shot off, they, were, they, they had an NRA convention, and the former president spoke at it. So, 
lyrics clearly no there's nothing that the rest of us would go ooh that seems a bit <clears throat> that seems a bit much right and there's uh, his wife there's some sort of legal thing going on between him and his wife right now and of course the uh, the January 6th committee uh, with <laughs> the whole January 6th you know violence there uh, you know Mike Pence is being uh, his, or all of that is happening at the same time, the, the, you know, put it all together, guys. Jeez. Well, the irony anyway. there is I love that whole uh, narrative, save our country. It's so oh, ironic right. because that is taking the country into the depths of disgust. That whole mega thing and that, that movement. The country needs to be saved from that and that's even within their own party. By the way, if you yeah. if you don't know already, Rhino stands for Republicans in name only. So mm-hmm. listen, that's, they're not even going after Democrats; they're going after fellow Republicans. You know, I was I don't want to get into it. I was just sort of witness and slightly part of a discussion on a Sunday morning. You know, uh, having breakfast where somebody in the room got so elevated thinking that you know all the media does is attack republicans and and at one point said the phrase yeah well when you know when it's not like the democrats are going to be able to defend you none of them know how to shoot a gun and i was like okay well i'm gonna go watch golf now uh because i don't even know how to react to that um but that's what it well, is this, this yeah and, and this is why like on right-wing radio or on fox and, and give cnn credit because they'll have both sides of a story they'll have a dissenting view on on cnn they will we're on fox they really protect themselves from a dissenting view or right. a different opinion because they can't defend the ones that they promote because they're indefensible like this guy and like you said howard the guy you had breakfast with how do you defend that yeah and not the, only that democrats that, that, can't shoot a gun like, and that guy also doesn't believe I, I had that discussion with him as well. I said the difference between Fox and CNN because he thinks, well, they're both the same. I said, well, not really. Mm-hmm. I said, CNN will be critical of Biden and Democrat policies. They will have dissenting views on their programs. He didn't believe that. I said, well, we could just Google it if you wanted to, but maybe take right. my word for it. I said, the difference is Fox didn't show the first night of the January 6th com, you know, committee meetings. Mm-hmm. What you'd think was a fairly, as, as we said yesterday, mm-hmm. back in Watergate days, there was unanimous mm-hmm. support for investigating mm-hmm. this wrongdoing. And we saw this thing happen on TV, and there's not unanimous support for investigating it from both sides. That's all, For me, that's all you need to know. And now the way... <sighs> The usual suspects are attacking the Republicans who are actually testifying at the January 6th uh, commission. Yeah. That's just bizarre, too, because their argument is that there's not two sides to this presentation. Well, yeah, there is, because there's a bunch of Republicans that no, were mega people yeah. that supported the president speaking out against him. That Yeah, yeah there is two sides to this. What you just said is so hilarious to me. It's like, yeah, they mm-hmm. they, they 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 are being cross examined. You are hearing from the other side. Ivanka, mm-hmm. Jared, Barr. They were all they all worked right. for Trump. Um, okay, mm-hmm. Dan, we don't have any more time for a second story. Right. Dan Duran, stay here. Uh, Kyle Kirby's here, uh, who is uh, our uh, summertime. He's been our intern now. He's uh, just clocking hours. He's just trying to get out of here. I get it. He wants to. Uh, you know, it's the summertime. He's got. Uh, you know. I don't know. I do. I used to. Are you chasing? 
Do people still chase? I was going to say skirts, but that's old fashioned. Maybe you, you chase pants. I don't know what you chase. Um, Kyle uh, has produced another promo for us. Uh, I think this is what he's going to do until he gets out of here. Kyle, what are we going to hear? Um, this is a little bit of a, uh, a posh promo. Oh, I see. So for uh, distinguished people. Right. So, yeah, so this is basically I, I've, have you heard this, Fred? No, not yet. Well, you're going to love this because what Kyle has done is he's tried to uh, point out that, you know, our show can be classy at times. And he feels that people aren't, you know, giving us enough credit for the highbrow and high level of discourse that happens here. Hold on, everyone. Just relax. Humble and Fred, an audio show for the distinguished individual. All day long, I've been looking for a ball washer. I've been licking everyone's balls. (laughs) Only those with unequivocally fine tastes can truly appreciate the works of these charming gentlemen. (laughs) The story of my underwear. Tonight at nine, it's Yellowstone. Humble and Fred, a podcast unlike any other. Uh, There you go. Good job, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, Very nice. All right. <laughs> Thanks for checking in. There you go, buddy. There you go. Are you near the excruciating end of this? Yeah. When, when is this all over for you, Kyle? Yeah. Kyle, when's this all over? How um, many with, more hours do you have? some good planning. Hope. <laughs> uh, it's just about 40, 40, 50 hours, I think. Huh? All right. Well, off you go and you get, get started. You can do it, my friend. Um, <laughs> then you'll be free. Yeah, Kyle, we're going to let you go because we got other stuff to do. But that was great. Uh, Kyle's also sent some great stories. Um, I don't know. There's a couple of stories here. There. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll get to them. But thanks for your contribution, young man. Appreciate you. Um, but we're going to let you go. That was great. I hope uh, this wasn't your whole day. Um, what do you do for the rest of the day? Do you have a paper route? Do you, uh, I don't know what you do. <laughs> what do people do? <laughs> no, I got lots of stuff going on. I'm uh, working part-time as well. So, What are you working on? Uh, I'm just a driver for uh, some company that does rental furniture for events. Well, be the best driver you can be, young man, okay? Absolutely. All right. Okay, buddy, take thanks, it easy. Thanks, Kyle. All right, thanks, guys. You guys All have right. a good one. You're a good one. There's a good one right there. All right. The Curious Case of Toronto Mike. I like that Kyle guy. Yeah, he's a nice kid. He's a good lad. <laughs> yeah. Rocky start, but then he settled in nicely. Um, before we get to our uh, little chat with uh, Toronto Mike, who is uh, not only our producer, but he's one of this country's uh, finest podcasters. Cursing during your commute again. Do you find yourself living at work instead of working from home? Couldn't this have been an email? When it feels like all that's left is work hard. You know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Play free casino games, get poker tips, and check out the latest sports odds. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play. Um, did you talk about the chamber plan or did I just talk about the fact that I was at their event last night? No, I did it. Oh, you did do it? Yes. Yeah, you know, that was interesting for me because I, I not only got a chance to hang out with Brett, but I got to talk to Rod Johnson, our uh, advisor, but just to see yeah. an industry and, and talk about how if, uh, COVID, this is the first time they've had the convention, their conference mm-hmm. uh, since COVID. And again, I think my third or fourth time hosting it, but just talking to people about, you know, how hopeful they are and how the, the business has kind of turned around and how that, you know, their industry is doing well. And uh, yeah, interesting to, to be just to see how somebody else's 
you know, sort of world works. Uh, Mike Boone, what uh, did you hear any of our uh, program this morning? I heard it all. Yeah, I had you you in my uh, Bluetooth headset when I was biking the kids to school. I heard it all, and I'll just tell you folks that I uh, thoroughly appreciate your support in all this, and thank you. Okay. Well, but you understand that, you know, there's, there is, I mean, the battle between, there's so many, the weird thing about this is there's Fred's, there's Mike's, there's, there's uh, Dean's, but, but not to be confusing, the, the, the Mike Bullard part of this whole thing, I think you can, uh, I'm not sure if you do, but you can sort of see mm-hmm. why it's, it's, you look at his Twitter feed, it, there's a man that is definitely in, in need of some intervention. Yeah. His nonsense ramblings, uh, yeah, unhinged is a good word, and I can ignore that. I literally, like, on, I think, early afternoon of Saturday, I blocked and disengaged. I haven't engaged since, good. to be honest. Because it was relentless all day. But it's the DMs, and now that I blocked him, he can't do it, actually. So that's another great thing. But the threatening, the personal threats via DM are what had me concerned, because I actually oh. legit wasn't sure if I should be concerned for my family's safety on the weekend. That's where we were at with those threatening DMs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that that isn't fair, and it's not uh, right. And we gave you the advice, which is, you know, you should call the police because you can't be threatened by somebody, and especially somebody that's, you know, seemingly that upset. And uh, you know, I said it earlier. Hopefully, you know, obviously, uh, Bullard thinks a lot of Dean Blundell, and hopefully, Dean can play a part here and sort of intervene and bring some sense to it all just be reasonable uh that would be a good tact i mean if he can lead to uh, lead bullard to some help that would be a good thing so we're hoping dean blundell does the right thing here is that what i understand because well I, I, i'm just saying from, yeah from the feel you know from the way i read the landscape maybe you know he he can so there you go mm-hmm all right. I, I don't hold up high hopes. He was on Dean Blendell affiliated podcast on Friday telling a story about how several years ago I invited Mike Bullard over to my home studio and I had planned to have Cynthia Mulligan hiding in the basement. So when mm-hmm. Blund- so when Bullard arrived, Cynthia would go, ah, and then well, the wait, cops would put Bl- Blundell on. said this or Mike Bullard no, said this? Bullard. Mike oh, Bullard. Bullard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. It sounds like something out of a MAGA rally. So that shows where he's at. It does. It just sounds like a conspiracy whack job. Fucking where where did this come from? Uh, It's sad. It's sad. It really is. You don't like to see I've disengaged, and I'm hoping he picks on someone else now. Uh, I'm fortunate for that person, but move on to the next target, because I don't know how I became the target in the first place. Well, again, as we said this morning, if you look at Bullard's Twitter feed this morning, now he's attacking Wendy Mesley and Maureen Holloway and... And all of that, and so clearly there's something askew in the the wiring of uh, Mike Bullard. Because again, I've known the guy a long time, and he wasn't always like this. It, and and the encounters, you know, we worked in the building when he was doing that midday show at ten ten, and you know, not all encounters with him over the years have been this unhinged no. and this no. bizarre. And again, I could show you some of the stuff he wrote me. And as I screen capped, you saw what I wrote him back. I was just sort of saying, this is the wrong guy. This isn't the guy. He's not who you think that all you guys think he is. This is you, by the way. Anyway. Anyway, my friends. Yep. He's had his uh, life uh, torn apart, and this is how it manifests. So, So Booner, 
Um, let's talk about, uh, this is the end of another short Hummel and Fred week, but next week, are we doing, I, I haven't looked, are we doing three shows? How do we even yeah. do it? Yeah, you got some interesting guests next week, too. You got uh, Noel Kassler returning on Monday. Nice. Mm-hmm. So if you want to talk about your, your insurrection and all that stuff, uh, Noel's up to speed and ready to go. Then, okay, I had these ladies on my show last week, and Bullard's been going at them all day, and you'll have Maureen Holloway and Wendy Mesley on your show Tuesday. Fantastic. That'll be great. And then again, Dan, I'm glad you're here because you introduced us to this uh, young lady, and she's fantastic. Lisa Baker returns to the program online. Ah, great, yeah. That's a comedian, the very funny uh, from the East Coast comedian? Yep, the yeah from the Maritimes and uh, nice, or maybe from Newfoundland. I don't think they count Newfoundland as Maritimes. Actually, I think it's uh, an Atlantic province. But yeah, she's coming. She's coming on the show. Okay. All right, fellas. Um, is anyone else? Is there anything we missed? Is there anything else we want to talk about? Oh, there was one significant story yesterday. We were talking earlier about, you know, Dave Chappelle's uh, tangling with the transgender community. FINA, the governing international governing body of swimming, um, decided that transgender people will not be able to compete in the Olympics or the World Championships. If you have surgery prior to 12 or um, have the the sex change prior to 12 years old uh, the rule's different, you will be welcomed but somebody like Leah Thomas absolutely will not be able to compete against the women and again from my perspective, sort of rational like, uh, okay I, I get it, but the the, but the, the the reaction from the transgender community has just been crazy about how unfair that is uh, so you're going to be hearing about that for the next few days to their credit fina has come out and said listen we'll have a an open category which i think is a pretty good solution so you have men you have women and then we'll have an open category and whoever wants to compete in that category can i think that's somewhat of a revel- yeah <laughs> a resolution but uh it's funny uh the, the reaction has been crazy because when you're in a position where you look at it and you think well it makes sense to me that a man can't compete with women that just seems fair there's always another side and you read those reactions and it's uh it's it's fascinating actually yeah um and it's not like and when i when i was talking about Chappelle, i Mm -hmm. i really you know again i laugh at a lot of the stuff he does Mm -hmm. but what i was sort of commenting on is the fact that he continues to to use this Mm -hmm. as his sort of one of the things that he wants to be remembered for is battling the trans community for the freedom to make fun of the trans community, which is his right. Mm-hmm. I just don't, as a guy that admires Dave Chappelle, I'm like, at some point, don't you, what is that phrase? Cut bait and fish, fish somewhere else. Or what is that phrase? You know what I'm talking about? Cut yeah. bait and run. Um, I think he's just, he's at a Carlin part of his life where he just doesn't care. Well, you know, I'm obviously he doesn't care, and, yeah, and, he's, he, and he's got up. lots of support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as an open category in athletics, yeah, you, it, you're, we're going to run into you know people that have transitioned after they became you mm-hmm. know um, adept in a sport uh, as a man or a woman. But we're talking about man to woman here now. But woman to man—that that was a point that was brought up, I think, through Fina. 
women that become men aren't asking to be part of men's sports. Right. Right. And that's sort of, I'm not going to say it says it all, but it's a good point. Um, well, Toronto, Mike, we wish you peace. <clears throat> and uh, we wish that everyone enjoys this first day of summer because it is going to be hot, hot, hot. Going to be hot, hot, hot. It's going and, to be hot, hot, hot. And Dan Duran, I hope... by the lake, by the way, if you're right. looking for some refreshment. And, and we do hope that Dan Duran doesn't... Uh, you know, spit any more calcified mm-hmm. cock rocks. <laughs> you know, cock rocks. Dan's spitting out some cock rocks from his kidney stones. <laughs> and uh, and to all, uh, enjoy the uh, the first day of the summer solstice. Is, does, Dan, do you know the exact time summer will arrive? Is it like in 1022 Eastern? Oh, you're going to give me a second. No, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Right. Dan, really what year is it? <laughs> I don't do years, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this we'll- episode of Hubble and Fred was brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, Health Gauge, Relaxacare, and DraftKings. Email us at Hubble and Fred at HubbleandFredRadio.com. Like and subscribe. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran, and I don't care how I wear my bathing suit. In fact, it's the first day of summer, so let's go outside and dance naked. Hot, hot, hot. Hot, hot, hot. Jazz in the get fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts. Two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans, just clap your hands or just clap your hands. Where's that?